Broncos, welcome back to another episode of Broncos Scoop. I'm your host, Daisy Ramos, the fifth year architecture major here at Cal Poly Pomona and a student assistant of Project Caminos in the Office of Student Success. Thank you for joining us for this new episode of season four. I have a very special episode today in which I will be giving you the scoop on the Bronco Dreamers Resource Center. In order to get the full scoop on this department, we have a few very special guests joining us today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you guys please introduce yourself and your role at Cal Poly Pomona? Hello, everyone. My name is Beatriz Galvan. I'm the assistant coordinator for the Broncos Dreamers Research Center here at Cal Poly Pomona, and my pronouns are she, hers, and ella. Hello, everyone. My name is Masiroreta Rivera. I use he, him pronouns. I serve as the senior coordinator for undocumented student services and the Broncos Dreamers Resource Center here at Cal Poly Pomona. Yeah, thank you guys for joining me today. So what is the Bronco Dreamers Resource Center, and what is their goal? So our goal is to provide a holistic mission to the students, right, where we focus on academic, uh, professional, and personal development, right? So a lot of our work goes based on, like, our relationship with the students, uh, supporting them with their paperwork, supporting them on how to navigate Cal Poly Pomona, um, and also ensuring, right, like, what the students are doing here. Like, if the student comes to Cal Poly Pomona, what is the point of coming to Cal Poly Pomona? We take a lot of... Uh, effort, we make a lot of efforts to ensure that the students do leave Cal Poly Pomona knowing what they're doing. Uh, a lot of our work is like personal, so uh, we're very involved in the students' lives, so. Yes, so I like to say I'm the emotional one here at the center. I think the VDRC is more than just a program. It's sometimes a home away from home for those students who are communing, who are here alone in the United States and they're pursuing their education. So we're also a space that helps them bond and kind of go through all those tough times um, while supporting them and reminding them that they're just more sometimes, they're students as well. And we understand life goals and we're there to support them in that. Yeah. So are prospective students able to connect with the center for help before they become Cal Poly Pomona students? Yes, that's that's 100% our take on, on the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we encourage that a lot. Um, we have students who are not even like in the process of transferring or applying. They're probably like in their junior years in high school or like some of them barely started community college but are already doing the homework ahead, right? Um, we don't shy away from those conversations because for undocumented students or students who become part of our student population, it's important to know what, where they're going, right? Uh, as an undocumented student, I encourage every single student to think of two things, right? Um, does the school has the major you want? And what are the resources for undocumented students that that school can offer you, right? If those two things align or, or you prioritize one or the other, uh, you have to make that decision, a very informed decision, right? Uh, so we encourage all students to reach out, out to us uh, early and uh, so they know. And we have those conversations. We don't shy away. Yeah, of course. I mean, just right now, maybe 30 minutes ago, we had Cerritos College come in with Prosper students who are thinking about applying to Cal Poly Pomona. And it was more kind of like introducing them to the resources that we could provide once they get here. I, we currently work with Mountain as long uh, with their Dream Center, uh, where they send over some students and we're able to answer questions that they might have. Um, so we're always open to incoming students who are barely thinking about applying to college and all that. Um, and it's good for them to get a sense of an idea of what it's going to be like 
um, it, it makes it easier for them to understand even the vocabulary that we might be throwing out there for them. Um, so we ease them into once they get here, they're like, oh, I already talked to somebody about, for example, AB 540, which is like um, a big topic. And it's like, you're already breaking it down for them from the moment before they arrive to campus. Yeah. So what are some of the questions or resources that you can help students with? Like, I have no idea what AB 540 is. I've heard of it, but I don't like if somebody was like, what is it? I wouldn't be able to define them. Like, what are some other kind of questions that you guys get from students often? Uh, definitely. I think the, the number one is uh, what resources do you all have? <laughs> That's the number mm -hmm. one question, right? Like, uh, I think the most important thing to understand is that even though undocumented students have access to some resources, they do not have access to full resources, right? And that, that's one of the key components of, of the centers, ensuring that the students can access those resources. Uh, if you put them in a hand-by-hand, -hand, undocumented students get somewhere around like 50 to 60% of what an, like a foreign-born student, like, for, I mean, national-born student, like, or what we want to call it, right? Um, student that applies to FAFSA get. Uh, and that puts them in, in a different scenario, right? And that's the number one question that I get from students, right? So we encourage them to apply to the scholarships that we have on campus, emergency grants, and just trying to navigate and see where we can find that money on campus, right? Uh, so it really depends on, on where the Bronco Dreamers Resource Center is at every year, right? Uh, and if they're able to support or not. Uh, so it really depends of the moment, right? Uh, so that's number one question. Number two is residency, which is AB 540. Uh, so we work hand on hand with the resident specialists uh, to ensure that the students submit transcripts. Uh, if they have any issues with like counting units because they have to be classified as uh, residents of the state, uh, all those things. We get heavily involved and we have a beautiful residency coordinator who like sit down with us, explains to us and they're like, well, how about this? Uh, we're able to have those conversations in a very good space with the student. So I think that's what the top two questions is. And maybe the California Dream Act. So financial oh, yeah. aid is like a big one here. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's questions regarding their parents' taxes, IT numbers. Do I qualify? We sometimes get students with mixed families um, where probably parent is undocumented, but they're a U.S. citizen. Um, we do a little bit of everything from helping our undocumented community, but as well as our mixed families. Like to have those conversations sometimes. Yeah. Uh, our work doesn't go just with undocumented students. It goes with like mixed status families. Uh, so just, thank you for sharing your, your experience. Uh, refugee uh, status students. So we're getting that a lot. It's an incoming mm -hmm. population. Asylum seeking is gonna be huge in the next couple of years. Uh, temporary protection status, uh, U visas, uh, vows, uh, you name it. Uh, most of the population that it comes from the, the like what we call the immigrant scope mm -hmm. comes to us, right? Uh, unfortunately, we cannot serve in a sense of like a specialization to international students because they have their own department. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, our office, just the work that we do is, is becoming very extensive. Uh, it, it requires a lot of attention. Um, and if it wasn't for Beatrice and, and the students, sometimes we wouldn't be able to do it. It's, it's a lot of work, so. You gotta wear different hats every day. Yeah, no, <laughs> we wear a lot of hats every day. Uh, it's kind of like, you're like, in a sense, sometimes it feels like you're replacing like a family member oh. that you have to, right? Like maybe like a, older brother or like older sister, uh, something like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. 
Um, how can prospective students find the Bronco Dreamers Resource Center, um, like on social media, on websites, or in person? Yeah, Beatrice. <laughs> so definitely one one point start would be to follow us on our page on um, ppp.edu slash on DocuBroncos. Uh, that's where it has links to our Instagram, to our newsletter, to videos, to resources that we have. But of course, we're also on the social media aspect, such as Instagram, where we have our link tree with our different resources or signups for events, um, as well as where they meet with our lawyers. Um, everything is up on our social media, on DocuBroncos and Instagram. And then, of course, all our resources could be found in our webpage. Yeah. Um, how about in person? We are located in Building 26, Room 101, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. How can prospective students enroll in the newsletter? And can prospective student supporters like parents join the list service or counselors or transfer clubs? Yeah, I mean, everybody has access, right, Beatrice? Yes, so there is a little uh, sign up on our website and even on our social media, where all you do is just go ahead and put the email that you would like to receive the letter. Uh, and we send them weekly week, um, updates regarding events or services that our students qualify for. A little secret, they can access all the events, no problem. It's open to the community. So uh, we don't shy away from that. Um, I think the undocumented movement in itself was built for the community. Uh, thinking of that community. So I think it is very important for all prospective students to think about community as an undocumented student, right? Uh, we don't shy away, come to the events. Uh, the more that we see you, the more that we hear you, the more that we can do for you as soon as you're here. So um, yeah. But definitely, if they have any questions, um, our information's up on our website and they could always schedule an appointment with Monsieur, myself, or we even have a YouTube video um, so students can know what the center looks like before they get here. And sometimes it helps our freshmen kind of get comfortable and knowing that it's the right way where they're going. Yeah, I was one of those freshmen that like I loved watching all the dorm tour videos when I like got accepted because I wanted to know where things were because I just lived like three hours. So I like got the visual of the school through YouTube. So that's great that your center is on there. Um, so what types of services and resources does this center provide for students? I think the first one is the case management, right? Um, <laughs> as, uh, well, the students do help you with your casing. Case is, is something like supporting you with your California Dream Act or something quick that they understand that we supervise, right? Like one of the things is we supervise students. So we, we're ensuring that they're doing good work and what they can take on and what they cannot take on. Then they go to Beatrice for more intrude, like cases where we need more attention, right? And then if it requires even more attention because it does happen, uh, we work conjointly with myself and Beatrice. Uh, most of the students we serve one-on-one, -on -one, we answer questions from maybe 540, California Dream Act, uh, change of status. Uh, right now we're doing a lot of PhD uh, master programs application one-on-ones because those are very specific to our population. Uh, they require special writing and all that. So that's more like career advising. So we offer that as part of our case management load. Um, we have legal services for free to all the campus community. It's for undocumented students, mixed status families, uh, direct family members of students here at Cal Poly Pomona, staff members. We can keep going, but like I think 
uh, we are connected to like research programs like my nurse scholars and things like that. Uh, so we do a lot. If you could ask me like what resources we have, we try to connect and work with everybody on campus, right? Uh, to ensure that the students have easier access to those things. A lot of advocacy is in a role too. So Beatrice. Yeah, definitely everything that you mentioned. Um, so Karezen, yeah, so free legal services that's open up for staff, student, faculty, and immediate family of those members. And then of course, we also have like the component that we're always there to support students. We're trying to connect with a specific uh, program or job or anything. We're kind of like the first person that they come and talk to and we reach out to them and we create that connection between student and staff. If students are not comfortable sharing their status um, or disclosing, we do a little bit of everything from services. What is your favorite event that the center has put together so far? Um. I mean, I've been here for years. Um, I've been here officially for years, and I can tell you that we've been we've been done graduating this year. <laughs> yeah, technically, um, but I think the the one that like gets me more emotional it's about your graduation, right? I try to play it out with the students. I'm like, Mysterious Mister Tough sometimes, you know, but he's not that tough. He actually has a heart. Like last year, they made me cry. Um, yeah. that's completely normal I think and it's important to to normalize crying amongst our in our community because our docu graduation is it symbolizes multiple things to our students right um, I think when we do this work a lot of us think of like where they started and where they are now right like when I share with Beatrice well, damn like when I met him he wouldn't even talk now he talks right so <laughs> like, even those things right yeah. um, um it, it is just a very emotional space and like there is no way not to cry like I would say like more than half the, the space is crying uh because it's such an emotional moment to think about who part who was part of this journey and to know that we celebrate them and that we like in a sense I feel like we made it that's what we want to say because we were there and they were there for us too right because also as professionals we struggle some days right but the students really give us the light to continue. No, definitely. I would also say on DocuGrad, I think it's amazing. It's like a space where you actually get to celebrate with your parents. And sometimes it's in Spanish. And it's such an emotional roller coaster because sometimes you see students who maybe thought about dropping out because they couldn't afford college. And somehow our support and their desire to graduate it made it happen. And they're crying up there and sharing their story and motivating those students who are freshmen, sophomores who volunteer for us on the events. And it motivates other students. It's, it's just an amazing uh, event to celebrate all everybody's accomplishments. So are there any scholarships that you would like to promote to Dreamers? Right now we're working on that. I know that we're moving things around. We actually have transitioned to a new area. So we're now a house under student services and equity programs, which houses Renaissance scholars, EOP, and now our department, right? So uh, it's an exciting time for us. Uh, we're working on making sure that our uh, scholarship hopefully is open by uh, um, the scholarship scholarship fest, which opens up, which is open already, but we're trying to to see what we have. But like, definitely, we're working on it. Uh, right now, since we have transition, it's kind of like one of those things where we have to be patient with that transition because that's a lot of the work we have to do to ensure that everything is moving smoothly. Uh, so I know we will get there and we'll announce it as soon as we have. But we usually have an annual Bronco Dreamer Scholarship that we that we award last year. I was happy that we were able to award all the applicants that we saw in there because that's our goal, making sure that all the students here 
have access to some type of financial aid. Um, finally, what tips do you have for dreamers considering applying to Cal Poly Pomona? That's a good one. Um, it's funny because I was a student and I, I got to go through like the, the whole applying to Cal Poly. Um, definitely keep trying, you know, like there's days that's going to feel like you don't belong here. And just remember, you're here because you did it. Like nobody just gave you that spot. Like your hard work did it. Like you keep trying and you will get there. That's like the only tip. I'm like, keep applying, keep reaching out. Always ask questions. You never know who's willing to give you money or help you out with the scholarship or who's willing to write you that letter of rec for grad school. Like keep asking, you know, and don't be afraid. Like this campus belongs to you as much as it belongs to someone else. Yeah. So yeah. definitely my number one tip is just reach out, ask questions because uh, that could definitely impact their journey, right? Or your journey. Um, also get involved. I think one of the things that, that I say this work is personal because for once, I mean, I'm still undocumented, right? But like we wanted to create these spaces when there was nothing, right? To ensure that students uh, had something, right? We wanted to envision the future that we didn't have in the past, right? So these spaces are for you, right? And when I say get involved is what do you envision moving forward from now on, right? What do you want other gener the new generations of undocumented students, hopefully, to have that you didn't have, right? Um, that is such a rewarding thing to do, right? Like I see students advocating for resources, asking how we thought about this, right? Let's create this. We want to, at the end of the day, they create the, the stuff that they didn't have because this is so new. This is so new to higher education, right? So um, just ask questions, get involved, build community. Community gives you so much power. <coughs> Um, but also don't forget that we're here to support you and it's okay to be human, right? And we'll have those conversations with you. Uh, so my biggest suggestion is uh, we're here for you, number one, right? We live this, we're with you. Uh, we'll be there for you. Uh, and just know that you have two people and a whole team and, and multiple people on campus that do really care about you. So um, that's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. Um, do you guys have anything else to add about the Bronco Dreamer Center before we end the episode? Um, Mitris? Other than come visit us, we're always watching movies and <laughs> we have our study hours. I mean, make friends. Yeah, the space is pretty cool. I like that because, yeah, now we have access to like Netflix and all that. <laughs> so we're playing at least one movie per day, uh, making sure this you study. Um, so the space is really, it's really growing. So also that's important. The students are growing, the community is getting bigger. Um, and yeah, stop by, say hi, don't, don't be shy. We're not here to, to hurt you or anything like that. Uh, we're here to be real with you and just know that we're in community and yeah, we're, that's the number one thing. I think we're here for you. Number one. Yeah. Thank you guys both so much. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed getting the scoop on the Broncos Dreamers Resource Center and make sure to go check them out. Subscribe to our channel to never miss a scoop and follow our Instagram at cpp.broncoscoop. If you have any questions or want me to talk about anything CPP related, email us at caminos at cpp.com.
www.edu. Bronco Scoop is supported by Capitalism Women's Office of Student Success, Equity, and Innovation and with funding from the Department of Education Hispanic Serving Institute Grant, Project Caminos. Tune in for more!